Hello and welcome back to another episode of 20 Minutes Fitness. This is episode number 11. We had some slight technical difficulties as explained previously, but here we are and today we're going to be discussing micronutrients and in particular micronutrients that have some sort of functional benefit for athletes or uh, people that are concerned with health and fitness. Um, and just before we go into this, I'd just like to say, uh, by us discussing these micronutrients, we are not being advocates for, you know, go out and buy these uh, micronutrient supplements or, you know, you're all deficient in these micronutrients, you need to get more of these in your lives. We're just simply informing you. If you do think you may be deficient in any of these or they may benefit you in some way, we obviously do recommend talking to a doctor or something like that before taking any action. But without further ado, let's get into the show. And we're back. So as I explained, we're going to be talking about micronutrients today. Um, and the reason why I've chosen this topic is because a lot of people already know about counting macronutrients, counting your calories. But we also know that calories aren't necessarily all equal. If I had 30 grams, this is a random number I put, plucked out at the top of my head, 30 grams of fat from avocados and then 30 grams worth of fat from pizza, they are not nutritionally balanced. Obviously, that comes down to micronutrients. The avocado is much more rich in essential micronutrients and healthy fats. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. And hopefully, um, some of these uh, you, you won't know about and some of these uh, micronutrients you may actually start supplementing if you, um, if you research more and find out uh, even more advice about these. So the first one we're going to talk about is choline. Choline helps send signals from the brain to your working muscles. So it's an essential nutrient for muscle function. In fact, the nutrient actually um, affects a number of different vital bodily functions. Um, these include liver function, healthy brain development, muscle movement, your nervous system, and a whole host of other different um, functions, uh, just to name a few more. Um, it's needed to make fats that support the uh, structural integrity of cell membranes. Um, it's also involved in the production of compounds that act as cell messengers. Um, and for sort of a, an athlete, from an athlete perspective, um, it's required to make acetylcholine. Um, this is an important neurotransmitter. This is involved in memory, muscle movement, and regulating your heartbeat. So you can understand why um, it's an, an important micronutrient for for athletes and anyone you know work or everyone's using their muscles, but anyone who in particular wants to potentially uh, boost performance and make their muscles more functional. Um, and the reason why I've included it as well is according to a PubMed study, nearly 90% of Americans do not get the recommended 550 milligrams per day. So this may be something that we are all deficient in. I mean, 10% of us are getting an adequate amount, but maybe something you want to look at. And the reason why it's a micronutrient that a lot of people are deficient in is because the food sources are where, where choline is rich in are things like liver and lima beans. Um, so not everyone, you know, eats these type of foods. Uh, but if you have a well-balanced diet with, you know, um, that is rich in meats and whole eggs and green vegetables, it can help you get enough of this micronutrient. Um, it's also actually been found that 
the uh, choline can actually help nerves communicate, as I said, but it acts as an anti-aging neurotransmitter. So that is something for for everyone. Everyone will be interested in, you know, uh, slowing down the aging process, I suppose. The next uh, vitamin we're going to discuss or micronutrient is vitamin D. And obviously everyone knows this is the sunshine vitamin. Um, So... What does it do and um, how do we get it? So vitamin D can be synthesized when our body is exposed to sunlight. Um, It's actually estimated that sensible sun exposure on bare skin around for around five to ten minutes, two to three times per week allows people to get a sufficient amount of vitamin D. But vitamin D actually does break down quite quickly. So during the winter months, especially in places that receive uh, less daily sunlight than others, Um, your stores of vitamin D can run quite low. And according to a University of Maine study they conducted, nearly half of uh, their control group that were tested were actually low in vitamin D during winter months. We can get adequate amounts of vitamin... Sorry. We can get adequate amounts of vitamin D from food sources such as salmon, tofu, mackerel, beef, calf livers. So very accessible to us. Um, and why might we want to supplement it? Um, Studies have actually shown that people who are obese often have low um, blood levels of vitamin D, and the study was conducted uh, on a series of dieters to find out whether adding vitamin D to a calorie-restricted diet may help overweight people with low vitamin D levels to lose weight more easily. Moving on to magnesium. Uh, Magnesium is essential for proper heart and muscle function and it plays an important role in electrolyte balance and even oxygen uptake. So 64% of men uh, in America do not consume the recommended 400 to 420 milligrams of magnesium. We'll link to all these studies in the show notes on our website shapescale.com forward slash podcast. And you can find our sort of um, archives there. And deficiency in magnesium may actually raise your risk of dying from heart disease. Uh, you can also, if you're deficient in magnesium, uh, experience muscle cramps, migraines, confusion, uh, your numbness in extremities and many more different symptoms. So it's an essential micronutrient for the body. Um, and obviously, um, there are quite a few different food sources for magnesium. You can uh, make sure your diet's rich in leafy greens, almonds, pumpkin seeds. You've got oats, avocados. Quite often, quite a lot. Sorry, it's uh, quite an easy magne- uh, micronutrient rather to uh, make sure you're getting enough of. One of the main reasons I've included it in this podcast, um, which is obviously targeting people that are um, keen to boost their athletic performance. Um, is because it plays a role um, in 325 enzymatic reactions. So these include the synthesis of fat uh, and protein and nucleic acids, and it also um, has a role in muscle contraction and uh, cardiac activity, as we previously mentioned. So magnesium's role in this is that it's um, pivotal, basically, in both the anaerobic and aerobic energy production. So it metabolizes adenosine triphosphate, which we obviously know ATP, which is the energy currency of the body. Um, And the the way it does this is by um, ATPases, which is is an enzyme that synthesizes ATP. 
um, it's dependent on having a relationship and combining with magnesium. So you can see the necessity of magnesium in the body um, for those the whole host of reasons there. We then want to discuss biotin or vitamin B6. Um, it's also known as vitamin H and it's essential for converting carbohydrates into glucose, which then obviously provides energy for workouts. So as you can see, very uh, key reason as to why I've included it in our podcast. Um, it also plays a vital role in the health of your skin and nails, um, but quite easy to get uh, an adequate amount. You can find different sources like eggs, uh, sorry, egg yolks, I should say, nuts, legumes, whole grains, mushrooms. So again, don't worry about really having to supplement this in your diet. Potassium is another one that I thought would be quite uh, interesting to include because it plays a key role in maintaining fluid balance and again, promoting heart health. Um, if you do not replace your potassium after a workout, you know, you've been working hard, you're sweating a lot, um, it can exasperate the symptoms of dehydration. Um, and you know, obviously athletes out there, people are training hard. Uh, we know how important it is to hydrate thoroughly and actually to be drinking before you, uh, before you sort of start feeling thirsty. Typically, you want to consume at least 4,700 milligrams of potassium a day. So you should focus on foods like bananas. Uh, I'm sure all of you have seen the uh, Simpsons movie where they give some crazy facts about potassium. Uh, there's sweet potatoes, beets, Brussels sprouts, again, avocados. That's why, obviously, the avocado craze has gone uh, global right now. It's a massive trend. It has got a lot of uh, healthy benefits. Um, and magnesium, sorry, potassium, rather, does help keep the blood from clotting. So it maintains the body's pH and it carries nutrients to the cells. And another muscular benefit is that having the right amount of potassium in the body can um, affect the frequency and degree to which your muscle contracts. Moving on to zinc. So we know vitamin C gets a lot of the, the press, gets a lot of the media as being the sort of um, the essential micronutrient to boost your immune system, but zinc is equally as important for healthy immune health. Um, it's also critical for enzyme function, wound healing, and for athletes, obviously, very important protein synthesis. So most men should eat the recommended 100, sorry, 100, 11 milligrams of zinc per day. Um, and deficiencies in zinc actually can cause impotence. Uh, zinc, if you want to increase your levels, you need to start eating oysters, obviously an aphrodisiac as well, uh, red meats and poultry. If you are a non-meat eater, you can get your zinc from yogurt, cheese, cashews and chickpeas. Zinc also plays a role in hormone production, so that includes testosterone, which we all know is essential for building a lean, chiseled physique, a lot of gaining lean mass. And you also need zinc to maintain a strong heart and respiratory system, and actually to balance your cholesterol levels as well. And for those of you who care more about sort of endurance and uh, cardiovascular health, uh, zinc has also been shown to or having adequate levels of zinc has also been shown to improve your VO2 max, and that's the test uh, to see how basically cardiovascularly fit you are. And you can read more about the um, VO2 max test by looking at our ultimate guide to tracking progress on our blog. 
uh, go into good detail there and explain why it might be a, an interesting metric to track and measure. Moving on to fish oils. So a lot of people know that omega-3 and eating oily fish is extremely beneficial for the body, but why is that? So studies have shown that when our body gets a sufficient amount of omega-3 fish oil, that we can gain more muscle. And researchers theorized that the reason this is happening is because of nutrition partitioning. So this means that, in other words, calories that might originally be stored as fat can be partitioned into muscle. A study done by the Nutritional Physiology Research Group in Australia showed that the essential omega-3 fatty acids, when combined with exercise, provided significantly greater fat loss benefits than exercise or just taking the fish oil supplements by themselves. So the combination you know, of eating right, um, training well, and supplementing with fish oils could aid your weight loss um, journey this new year. And the best benefit is that the, the, the fat loss actually occurs in the abdominal region, or at least this was what uh, the Nutritional Physiology Research Group found. And obviously, everyone would love to have a, a bit leaner uh, abdominal region. And another sort of a reason as to why omega-3 has been proven to help increase fat loss is that it can increase insulin, sensi uh, insulin sensitivity. And we've obviously previously discussed this when talking about body composition and that and all of that. And this leads to less fat storage and more fat release. Um, and it's also been proven to reduce stiffness in your joints. So if you're a, you know, a heavy compound lifter or a power lifter or something like that, might be something worth including in your uh, regime or your training or your, your, your routine, just making sure you get some fish oil supplements in you. Um, and just going back actually to give you some, some like facts about the, uh, the study that was done on weight loss using fish oil supplements. So there were two different groups. There was the fish oil group and they were given six grams of fish oils per day. And they actually came out with a better result, losing an average of 1.2% body fat uh, over 12 weeks. And, the, and that's an average weight loss of about four pounds per person. But the group that didn't use any fish oils actually didn't lose any um, body fat percentage or weight in this specific test. Body, as I said, so it's, it can reduce stiffness in your joints, but bodybuilders might also be interested in um, fish oil supplements because um, high blood pressure is quite, quite common for bodybuilders you know we put a lot of stress on our when lifting on our bodies um, and we consume high levels of red meat to increase our protein intake and reports have obviously shown that red meat is linked to increased blood pressure so fish oils have been scientifically proven to reduce your uh, blood pressure so again might be something worth incorporating into your diet uh, calcium we all know that calcium is healthy or great for your bones makes them stronger but a bit more information on this it's essentially a port important for growth and maintenance and repair of your bone tissue um, so other benefits that people don't really uh, recognize with calcium is that it's a uh, helps regulate uh, muscle contractions and nerve conduction and inadequate dietary calcium and vitamin D increases the risk of low bone mineral density uh, and stress fractures. Um, I know I'm a big milk drinker myself and when I had a DEXA scan they said my 
the first thing actually the lady who uh, took the scan for me said was that she asked me, have I ever broken a bone? And I said, no. And she said, I didn't think you would have because my bone density levels were off the scale. So make sure you drink lots of milk. Vitamin B1, otherwise known as thiamine, um, helps to metabolize carbs and amino acids, which we all know are the building blocks of protein. Um, and obviously this can um, be beneficial and influence muscles in a, in a good way. So BCAAs such as leucine, uh, isoleucine and valine actually account for as much as up to 33% of muscle tissue. So without adequate levels of thiamine, you can't, uh, as I said, metabolize the um, amino acids and therefore make sure that these amino acids are doing their job, which is growth and repair of muscles. So you're not going to be optimally um, repairing muscles after you've been uh, stimulating them in the gym and then therefore gaining lean muscle. So a uh, key sort of supplement to make sure you're um, getting lots of, but obviously for all these micronutrients, you should be trying to get them from um, whole food sources rather than by supplementing them. And you can get thiamine by um, increasing your amount of brown rice, fish, uh, livers, um, nuts, dairy products, and oddly enough, in the general population, people are getting a lot of their thiamine from enriched bread and bread products. So, I mean, we all love bread, we all love carbs. So, a uh, great food, uh, food source for thiamine there. So, um, again, do not need to necessarily supplement these. And uh, or vitamin B2 is essential for uh, increasing or, or for athletes or for fitness fanatics alike. Um, it's integral to energy production and also plays a role in the uh, formation of red blood cells. So you can find high levels of vitamin B2 in offal and kidney and livers. And riboflavin is critical to the breakdown of carbohydrates, fats and proteins into energy you can use. So without adequate amount of it in the diet, the enzymes involved in energy production do not function optimally. And obviously this can lead to fatigue. Um, you can check out the book Biochemistry, which we'll also link to in the show notes to find out more information about this. But it also helps you break down uh, drugs and other toxins in the body. So in the formation of red blood cells, what it does basically is it interacts with iron and this is synthesized to make hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is the major component of oxygen carrying red blood cells. So by consuming riboflavin-rich fuel, foods it helps keep your um, hemoglobin levels high and that assures that your body is getting all the oxygen rich blood it needs to carry out all body functions but you know exercise and things like that um, and that's really all we have time for i'd just like to say again uh, that you should be aiming to get most of your micronutrients from the food you eat on a daily basis Supplements are called supplements because they are meant to supplement your diet. They are not meant to be taken as a replacement. So please do uh, take this with a grain of salt. It is not telling you to go out and make sure you buy the whole supermarket worth of uh, supplements and micronutrients, but just maybe think about uh, whether you are, um, in, you know, getting eating a balanced diet and making sure that you're getting these micronutrients inside your body. You can see they play such a vital role to many different body functions. A lot of them uh, that I have mentioned are specifically because they 
can aid sort of athletic performance or your performance in the gym or, or weight loss or anything like that. Um, I just thought it'd be very interesting for everyone to actually find out what where a lot of the nutritional value comes from other than macronutrients because we always talk about macronutrients, your proteins, your carbs, your fats, and we neglect uh, what the difference is between 30 grams of fats of an unhealthy food and 30 grams of fats from a, a healthy food source. So I hope you found that interesting. It was definitely interesting uh, finding out all about these micronutrients. I know I've never really considered them too much. So, um, so definitely something to think about in the future and will hopefully make us subconsciously want to eat a more balanced diet when we start considering the micronutrient um, levels in different foods. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to the next episode of 20 Minute Fitness.